This is Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. BYU Fall Camp rolls on day number six today, if I'm not mistaken. We'll recap some of the things we learned on Friday with the coaching staff at BYU. We'll also get you some sound from Jeff Grimes. There's a little more effusive in his praise of his running backs and his offensive line group on Friday after talking to the media, as well as you'll hear from a BYU safety coach Preston Hadley today had an opportunity to speak with him one-on-one got some great thoughts from him on the safeties position at BYU and also got some updates on certain guys as they're trying to get enrolled in school so we'll get to that on today's edition of the podcast as well as getting to our church and state player countdown series as we talk about Luke Andrada as well as Austin Kofensis we are just 24 days away from the kickoff of the BYU football season today's show is brought to you by the Locked On NFL and Locked On NFL Fantasy Football shows here on the Locked on Podcast Network. We'll tell you about both of those shows here in just a little bit. And with that, let's get going. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 5th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download this show on a Monday. Hopefully you guys' weekend was great. You guys had some fun in the sun. It was a very hot weekend here along the Wasatch Front in Utah, but thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. Uh, BYU football, their fall camp rolls on. They should be in full pads today. Media availability later on this evening. Planning on being out there, catching sights and sounds. Last week, our media availability of the media viewing portion of practice was punting practice, and that was fun. And Actually, the funny thing is the punter position at BYU is one of the big question marks this season, and they were working on some of those rollout rugby-style punts when the media was out there on Friday for the 10 to 15 minutes we got to watch, and Based on Friday's results, I would say that Jake Oldroyd is your best punter on the roster currently, and he's not even listed as a punter. He's listed as a kicker. Skyler Southam also got plenty of reps, as well as the actual punter on the roster and Danny Jones. I'm expecting that they'll have a couple of guys join the team once uh, walk-ons are allowed to join the team with school starting, but at that point, you got to have your punter locked down, and I'm not sure what BYU is going to do. Danny Jones, by all accounts, is a very nice kid, has done a lot of good things in his time at BYU, but his inconsistency as a punter has just been frustrating for those around the program and people watching it. If he can finally find some consistency kicking the ball, he's got that ability to kick with both feet, being a former Australian rules football player. He could be the answer at punter for BYU, but that inconsistency is going to make coaches like Ed Lamb tear their hair out. And I know that Ed Lamb is pretty much bald at this point in his life, but it's just not what BYU needs. So we'll see what happens with that position group. Like I said, Jake Oldroyd had the best hang time, had the best kicks, it it appeared, during the media portion of practice. I know that the coaching staff is charting every kick, and they'll continue to evaluate this throughout fall camp. But an interesting competition nonetheless with the punter position as they continue to roll on. Jeff Grimes spoke to the media on Friday. Some of you probably have heard some of these comments already. I wrote about them on 1280thezone.com. Check out the Hatch of Knowledge series there. I do recaps of each day once B- once BYU's practice is over. I sit down, kind of get some of the thoughts and the feel of the day and let you guys hear about them. We're also doing some Instagram live 
reaction as well. Sean Walker from KSL.com joined me on Friday's edition of that. So we're having a lot of fun covering fall camp, but Jeff Grimes is quite effusive in his praise of his offensive line uh, on Friday. It was it was it was measured in the way he went about it, but he did call this offensive line one of the deepest he's had and had no qualifier on that. And Jeff Grimes has been a guy who's had some stellar offensive lines during his great coaching career all over this country. And very interesting to hear him say that. So let's start off with some comments from Jeff Grimes. First things first, he was asked about the offensive line and what he wants to see from them this fall camp. And I think the one word coming out of it is he wants to see toughness. Yeah, well, the first thing with the offensive line is I want to see them become the the toughest guys on the offense. And um, I don't know if they are that yet or not. Uh, Today was our first day in pads, so I'm going to have to watch film. Then we'll evaluate that. Um, But that's the first thing. They need to lead our offense in terms of toughness and grit. And uh, Coach Mateos is certainly doing all the right things in terms of building that that culture and that identity. And I think they're certainly willing. but I know we got a lot of work to do, too. There you go, Jeff Grimes. He wants to see that toughness from these guys. He said we're still learning about that. But then he went on later on in the interview. You can hear all of this at 1280thezone.com if you want to hear the full comments from Jeff Grimes, BYU's offensive coordinator. Head over there, or you can download it, uh, BYU Cougars feed on any podcatcher from the Zone Sports Network. We'll have that audio as well. But he also went later went on to praise this offensive line and made the comment I just made about his offensive line being maybe one of the deepest he's ever had. I think I'd start with the offensive line along with what I said before. If we're going to have the type of culture and uh, the type of identity that I'd like to have on offense, then that that starts with them. And if, if they'll play um, physical, play hard, then everything else that we want to do will work. How deep is that group right now? How deep do you want it to be? Um, I think I think we're one of the deepest lines that I've had. We've we've still got a couple of spots that are that are certainly up for grabs in terms of competition. Um, but I'm really pleased with the progress of the of some of the guys who um, who either didn't start or didn't start all of last year. And so the competition there is good, and I think it'll it'll be a challenge in some spots just to see who makes the plane and, and see what our two deep is. There you go, Jeff Grimes. And the reference to guys making the plane is BYU's standard normally. Usually, usually takes about 10 guys on their travel roster for away games. They could increase that to maybe 11 or 12 guys. Uh, but it sounds like Jeff Grimes feels like he has got a legit 10 deep, if not more than that, that's going to be battling back and forth to make up an offensive line that should be uh, one of the best in recent memory for BYU. I think that's a positive development for BYU. Uh, Dick Harmon asked Jeff Grimes on Friday if having a 1,000-yard rusher, something that BYU has not had since 2016 when Jamal Williams, who is currently with the Green Bay Packers, did it, would be something he would like to see. And he also had another interesting comment about the depth of the running back position so here you go i think we certainly could uh, i think the question will be how many guys deserve to, to get reps in the game you know and so if we you know last year we played running back by committee because we had to we didn't have a lot of other options because we had so many injuries um, this year we might do it because we have so many options not because we have to and uh, that's not a bad thing but if there's one guy who shows that he's clearly better than everyone else then then that'll certainly be reflected in the number of carries that he gets but whether or not we get a thousand yard rusher I think will be dependent on which direction we go there 
BYU may be go running back by committee because they can this year versus having had to last year due to injuries. That would be absolutely phenomenal if BYU with these graduate transfer running backs and Emmanuel Asupa and Tyson Williams in addition to Lopini Katoa and some of the other running backs, Tyler Algier, Sione Finau, etc. If they can go running back by committee and get effective play out of multiple guys, that only serves to keep guys healthy, keeps them fresh, and when they're in there, they're able to play their absolute best. There's none of this where down towards the end of the season like BYU saw a year ago. So that was very interesting to hear from Jeff Grimes because Jeff Grimes is a guy who is not... It probably sounds bad. He's not a guy that goes out and just pumps his guys up left and right. He'll give praise when it's warranted, but he's not going to go out of his way to be like, you know what? These guys are great. Blah, 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 blah. That's not his style. So it was a little interesting to hear him step out of his normal uh, character and be a little more effusive in his praise of his offensive line and his running backs. And hopefully that pays off this fall camp and on into the season because if BYU gets that depth they're looking for from that position group, it would be a very big help to BYU's uh, hopes this season on offense. I've said it before on the podcast. I feel like this offense is going to exceed expectations. I think a lot for a lot of people going into this season. And if the offensive line and running backs group is this far along so far in fall camp, and Jeff Grimes feels like he needs to praise them and give them give them a tip of the cap, as it were, I think that's a positive sign for BYU fans. You can get a little more excited about BYU football this coming year. On the other side, we'll flip over to the defensive side of BYU football, a talk with Preston Hadley, one of my favorite interviews on this B- in the BYU football program, period. A guy who is always engaging, always has good thoughts about his position group, but also isn't afraid to talk about some of the other positions on the BYU football program, facing the BYU offense and the like. So you're going to hear from him next. Before we do that, though, I need to tell you about Locked On Fantasy Football. Fantasy football players, make sure you listen to Vinny Iyer, host of the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years of covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else, then you are the same. Get the edge from Vinny. They'll put you ahead in draft day and also put you ahead all season long. Locked on Fantasy Football is available on all of your favorite podcatchers. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. It's all available there. If you play fantasy football, make sure you don't miss the Locked on Fantasy Football podcast. And a lot of these podcasts we play here on Locked on Cougars also have the Locked on Fantasy Football Minute. Make sure you take those tips because Vinny is one of the best when it comes to fantasy football. So check it out. The Locked on Fantasy Football podcast. Proud to be part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. I had a chance Friday evening to sit down and talk with Preston Hadley. Great conversation as always. Had great thoughts on his position group, what he expects from the guys this year, um, how losing Diane Gonwoloku to the cornerbacks group will affect BYU, and even had an update on Dimitri Gallo, the junior college cornerback uh, for BYU who has yet to participate in BYU fall camp. He talked about that a little bit as well. And you also hear about his gaming habits. Preston is an unabashed gamer, and he had some great thoughts on the games he's been playing recently, so you'll hear from him during this interview. So let's get to it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast with BYU Safeties coach Preston Hadley. Three days in, you guys finally get to put the pads on today, shoulder pads. How much does that change it for your position group in particular? 
Well, any anytime you you put the shoulder pads on and you know start banging a little bit, that's that's real football, you know. So it's nice because some guys start to disappear, you know, the first two days when it's no pads, you know, some guys standing out, but then once the pads come on, like certain guys start to disappear a little bit. So it kind of you're able to really separate who. You know, who's really about it and who's not. So it's, it's good to give us a clear picture of, of who can who we can go and win with. It's just a weeding out process in essence. Exactly. Oh, yeah. The wheat from the tares. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it looks like Diane Gonwoluk who's going to be moving down to corner. But you you talked to me at media day and said you've got a lot of bodies at, the, at your two safety positions that you're coaching in particular. You still feel that way? Yeah. Uh, part of the, the luxury of being, having Diane move to corner is we have capable guys who who are ready to step in, you know. Um, Malik Moore, Sorry Powell, you know, there's a there's a position battle going right there. Um, you know, obviously everyone knows what Austin Lee can do already, and uh, Austin Defenses is coming up. And uh, a guy who's also stood out is Hayden Livingston, you know, freshman. So he, there's uh, there's some bodies in there. And uh, some of those other guys down the line of, you know, guys are starting to make plays. So it's, it's nice that Diane's so versatile where we can just really find a way to get our best level on the field because that's what it comes down to, right? When you guys go to that nickel personnel, is the guy who plays that nickel spot working with you or is he working with Gennaro mainly? It's actually, he's working with Ed. Okay. He's actually considered okay. a linebacker. So it is a linebacker Our flash spot. linebacker okay. where Zane's playing. Yeah. Yeah, so. So even in the uh, nickel, it's. Yeah, okay. it's our, that's our, that's our base right now. Uh-huh. Um, is a uh, old Zane at the flash, right? You know what I'm saying? They thinking you're a nickel, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you kind of look little out there sometimes. You know? I'm on big nickel. Uh, big nickel, all right. Nickel at heart. Yeah. Uh, no, so it's our it's our flash linebacker, our field side linebacker. So that's where you know in the past guys like Fred Warner uh, played that position. It's it's really a, a hybrid position. You know, depending on the week or, or who we're playing. You know it. They're asked to do a lot of different things, so like Zane's a good fit for it. But yeah, he's Ed's guy right now. So is it almost? It's almost like uh, if you remember the name Dion Buchanan, the place for the Arizona Cardinals, where he's kind of more of that hybrid. It's a little bigger than a safety, but not, I guess, the same size as a linebacker. But he's got the speed to cover inside guys. Is that kind of the same the thought with that? Yeah, he's he's usually a guy who can play in space, okay, uh, change direction, but mm-hmm. uh, can be stout in the run. You know, you, you look at Zane's skill set, he fits that mold. Um, one of the fastest guys on our team. He's fluid, and uh, he's, he's a physical player. So uh, he fits what we're, what we're trying to get out of that position. Is Austin Lee kind of the true leader of your group right now? You know, I, I think it's safe to say he is uh, this year. Um, yeah, although, you know, he sat out the spring with some shoulder injuries, with his shoulder surgery. Um, he did a good job throughout the spring, just in meetings. You know, he helped with the install. He was coaching guys in the field, and um, he's putting a lot of time just off the field. And uh, just the culture in the group is, is really driven through him and, and, and some of the other guys, too. You know, we got it's a senior-heavy group, Sawyer. You know, you got Troy Warner in there. You got Oscar Fences. You know, all those guys really help drive the culture. Um, but, yeah, Austin Lee, man, he's the heart and soul of our group right now. Sawyer Powell is an interesting story, at least to me personally, just because he didn't necessarily break out until later on in his career. He's got this year back that he's going to be back here. It's his senior year. I think is it his sixth year this year? It might. I, it's, I think it's his seventh year. <laughs> Sawyer and I played together. Really? Yeah. He was a freshman when I was a senior. Okay. So, uh, I, I don't know how long. It, it, 2012. So okay, it's yeah, been a while. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know. So uh, yeah, Sawyer's a good story. Um, he was a high school linebacker. Mm-hmm. 
really explosive. Like when he came here, he had like a 40-inch vert. Okay. You know, and that's a good indicator yes. of explosiveness. You know, so you know, came in, played a new position. He went on his mission. Um, came back. Um, he got bumped around a couple different positions, uh, and then he got plagued with some injuries. Had a pretty significant back surgery, uh, where really, I think people didn't think he was going to be able to play okay. anymore. You know, so talk about a comeback player of the year. Yeah. You know, and then he's able to get that year back. But man, he played a role for us last year. There was reps where he played more reps than the guy in front of him. You know, and so now he's he's battled and earned his way into. Uh, into a battle for a starting spot right now and uh, regardless he's he's gonna play and he's gonna have a role for us and he's our he's our swing guy right now he can play both strong and free uh, in the spring he played free when austin was out now he's playing strong him and malik are competing for that spot and, um, but he's a real vocal guy on the field he does a good job getting guys lined up and um, i think his teammates respect him too just based off what he's overcome and um, he's a good story, you know. I think he's a good guy to talk to him. Talk to yourself, you know. <laughs> Hear it firsthand. We will have to. But yeah. Austin Confensus was a quarterback in high school. I think we all saw him at the prep level here in the state of Utah, do incredible things as a quarterback. Does that help him play this position, knowing what quarterbacks like to do? Yeah, I think having that experience, you know, you look at a lot of safeties who, you know, are, who who play just college football. A lot of them, you know, had experience at playing quarterback in high school he might have been recruited as a quarterback you know and so I I think just you come in ahead of the curve just with your football IQ um, I think you you understand as a quarterback you understand you know there's a few there's a few cues you look for as a, as a quarterback you know the safety tilt yeah. overhang of the backers you know are they pressed off you know mm-hmm. there's little cues that you look for as a quarterback so with him coming in already having that knowledge and, and understanding and seeing the game through the lens of a quarterback, you know, I, I think it's good experience and it helps our group. You know, there's, I mean, it's an everyday thing where I'll, I'll reference to him, like, what, do, what would you, what did you see as a quarterback? Yeah. You know, and let him speak, and you know, he's, a, he's an asset to the group just with, for that in itself. I know you watch the film of your guys going against the offense every day. How is this offense to, to defend against? I guess is the easiest way to say it. Uh, just based on what I've seen from you know a defensive coach's perspective, I, I think our offense is is doing some creative things. Um, I think they're uh, they're playing aggressive. You know, we see them doing challenging us, and you know I think Fessy does a great job. But the receivers just, dude, our receivers are tough to cover, man. Eleven Hifo, like he's, he's a good player. We've heard he's had some yeah, good days early on here. He's hard to cover, man. <laughs> so. Uh, but no, I, I, our offense, I, I'm really excited about what our offense is doing. I think um, it's coming together. I think we have all the pieces to, to put together a really explosive offense, you know, starting up front and, you know, everyone's aware of our quarterback. And then uh, we've got some young, talented receivers who who uh, you're starting to see make some impressive plays. So it's exciting as a defensive guy. Like props, I mean, every time one of those guys make a catch, man, dude, nice, man. I, I, <laughs> Heck yeah. All right. Watch myself. Last couple of things from me. Is there a guy in your position group or on this defense that you think fans, the media, everybody's kind of overlooking is going to break out this year? Um, I don't know. Uh, Like, who are they they talking about? Who's (laughs) in? I mean, you can. I'll tell you my watch list. You know, I said it to me today. Watch out for Malik, man. Okay. I'm telling you, he's uh, a. 
you're going to hear his name a lot for, for good reason, you know. Um, we're really excited about uh, Dimitri Gallo coming in as well. Um, we're just still waiting on, uh, you know, we had some uh, some stuff set up for him with admissions and just to get him, get him into school and uh, admissions has pushed their meeting back a little bit. So we're just kind of uh, waiting to get that going but I, I think he's a guy that we he's gonna come in he you know he comes with high expectations um and uh Sawyer Powell man Sawyer Malik and uh I mean I, I don't want to go through every guy yeah. but really that that position battle it's a competitive bat- battle they're co-starters right now just and until one separates himself you know I think those are two guys to watch they're they're gonna I think they're going to show up and do some good stuff out there this year. So is Dimitri going to be with your safeties, or is he? Uh, he he's going to be with the corners, okay. you know. But, but you've you seen, see, okay, you've yeah. seen guys going back yes. and forth. But Dimitri, he will be a corner. Okay. Um, again, just in general in the secondary, yeah. he's just a guy. Janair and I have both been kind of helping get through the hoops. Okay. So um, but yeah, we're excited about them all. Last thing for me, I know you're a gamer. What's what's the latest you've been playing? Uh, so Clash Royale. Okay. Um, <laughs> So me, you're still, you're still hanging out in class. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm going on okay. a year strong, man. My uh, my witches are at level 11 right now. Um, I usually my deck that I play with, I play with witches, okay. Valkyrie, little spinning axe. Okay. Yeah, I, I play with the Inferno Dragon, uh, and then my skeleton army, and then I have an Inferno Tower in case they have like hogs or balloons. They they target your tower, so yeah. Inferno. I don't know if you know the game. Or I, not, I know it enough okay. to understand what you're talking you know, about. The, the younger audience will <laughs> they will be they'll, they'll, they'll be able to vibe with me a little bit. Uh, but you know we have a clan. Me, E, General, Kalani. Okay. Uh, some of the players are in it. So I think some of the players left our clan because they're it's it, all of a sudden the late hours of the night we see them chatting around and all of a sudden we're like, hey, get to bed, you know. Uh, <laughs> so they kind of leave our clan. So they can hide. Yeah, they, they like okay. to have, keep a healthy distance from us. Okay. Uh, so Clash Royale, and then I, I play uh, I play PUBG, just mobile. Yes. Uh, just with some of my high school friends. They're all married. One of them has a son who's old enough to play with us now so it's, he's a good asset okay we got a good team going so yeah PUBG and Clash Royale just phone games it's hard to get your gaming in during fall camp so I got a <laughs> result to the mobile games lately when you're married too so that makes it even harder I'm sure. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh even harder man she's that got it, it got shut down real quick just now I gotta I gotta be a closet gamer I think we get, a lot of people listening to this right now are I saying, hope my hey, wife man. doesn't listen to this she's like wait a minute what is it? is she on social media we're gonna tag no, her right no okay. I, no she's not on Twitter okay. so she's like what's Twitter like don't worry about it okay you know I, I tell her you ain't missing me. awesome thanks so much coach absolutely thank you there you go Preston Hadley and Clash Royale is one of his favorites and it's funny to hear that the coaches are involved in this. They're playing. Uh, the players have actually separated themselves and created their own clan, so the coaches can't track them when they're staying up late. It's awesome. And like I said, Preston Hadley, one of the most engaging interviews on this in the BYU football program. Period. Always enjoy my conversations with him, and interesting to hear him say that Dimitri Gallo needs to meet with BYU admissions to clear some things up, and hopefully that's resolved here this week, and he can get onto the field and get his reps in with the BYU. Uh, cornerbacks, but 
great thoughts on the BYU safety group. He feels like Malik Moore is a guy who's really going to stand out this year as well as Sawyer Powell. And if, if those two guys can step out and really show what they can do, watch out because BYU in that defensive backfield could be very, very strong. And that would only help BYU in terms of their front seven and the ability for Elisa Tuiaki to really attack uh, opposing offenses with more blitzes and the like. Because if he feels like he can have his four or five guys in the defensive secondary locking down opposing receivers – it makes it all the easier to scheme up things to get after the quarterback and make life even more difficult for opposing offenses. So once again, thanks to Preston Hadley for speaking with me. We'll have more of these interviews as fall camp rolls on. Of course, if there are people you want to hear from, players, coaches, administrators, etc., let me know. Hit us up on social media. Follow the show Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. I'd love to hear from you guys there. The DMs are open. You can drop us a note or just tweet at us. Let us know. Tweet at us. Message suggest whatever you got to do let us know who you want to hear from or if you'd like to email the show locked on byu at gmail.com love to hear from you there and also if you're interested in advertising with the locked on podcast network and locked on cougars drop us an email as well and love to talk to you about the opportunity because with fall camp means an absolute massive increase of listenership and our listenership so far this month and we're five days in is double what it's been over the previous few months so just shows you byu fans are starting to really lock into this podcast and we thank you guys for your continued support of Locked On Cougars. All right, we will step aside here, come back, catch up on the Church and State Player Countdown Series. Two guys we need to talk about, one of which uh, we just heard about from Preston Hadley and Austin Kofensis. We also need to talk about Luke Andrada, a guy that Fessy Sitake talked about on this podcast last week as well. Before we do that, though, the brand new Locked On NFL show here on the Locked On Podcast Network is on fire. Last week was one of the most listened to NFL shows on of all of the NFL shows with the expert analysis of former NFL scat Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked on NFL is your daily national podcast with all things NFL. Matt's got unique takes on the game, so check them out. They'll follow Locked on NFL now on your favorite podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Everywhere you find this podcast, you can find the Locked on NFL show as well. So check them out. Proud to be part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Once again, for your continued support of the show, our download numbers are just absolutely insane through the first couple of days of this month, and it's not surprising with Fall Camp underway that more and more people are finding this podcast. But please continue to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Those five-star reviews are worth their weight in podcast gold, and I thank you guys once again for your continued support of Locked On Cougars. All right, as we close out the show today, we're talking about a church and state player countdown series. We're now just 24 days away from BYU football kicking off the season against the University of Utah at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on August 29th. Well, Day number 24 corresponds with two players. Luke Andrada, a freshman wide receiver, 5'10", 175 pounds, out of Pueblo, Colorado. A guy that has all of the speed in the world. Fessy Satake was on this podcast last week saying that after the first day, Luke has that speed, but he's still learning about what Luke can do as a wide receiver, having played the position finally for the first time. Andrada was a quarterback in high school there at Pueblo East High School. Most high schools put their best athletes at quarterback. It's not surprising. 
rushing. But if Luke Andrade can really become a deep threat for BYU, use that legit track speed, a guy I expect probably will be approached uh, by the BYU football program about running track in the spring, he can be a major asset to this BYU football program. Uh, Fessy Satake last week said he was a little bit in his own head, speaking of Luke Andrade after the first day, really trying to figure things out. And that's not surprising for a guy who's just showing up to college football for the first time, playing a position he hasn't played regularly in his life. So if Luke Andrade can figure things out this fall camp, I expect he'll have an opportunity to be a big-time impact uh, guy for BYU this season. We'll see how it all shakes out for him, but at least it sounds like he is got all the athleticism that BYU coaches expected him to have coming into fall camp, and here's hoping he can step forward, figure things out, and and help contribute to BYU's wide wide receiver position group this coming fall. Also on number 24 on the roster is senior defensive back Austin Kofensis, a senior from Sandy, Utah, formerly played at Jordan High School, of course signed with Wisconsin out of high school, went to Nevada, also made a stop at Arizona Western College. He's been everywhere in his collegiate football career, but Austin Kofensis is now a BYU Cougar and expects to have a bigger year this year. You heard from Preston Hadley in the last segment. He's a guy that has really come on strong, and I would expect that Austin's got expectations for himself to go out and have more than his career total of four total tackles this coming year. And if he does that, I think it'd be a great showing for him. Uh, Austin comes from a football family. His dad, four uncles, and three cousins all played football at the University of Hawaii. He's got a lot of NFL and football bloodlines in his life. His dad played for the Chicago Bears. So it's it's incredible that Austin Confensis is still on the BYU roster to me after the prolific prep career he had at Jordan High School. Uh, he was a four-star prospect, etc. But I'm expecting this year he has that opportunity alongside Sawyer Powell, Austin Lee, and Malik Moore to make a four-headed monster at safety for BYU that could really, really disrupt opposing offenses. He's got all the size to be an impact safety, six foot one, 200 pounds, a guy who was just a standout athlete, plain and simple. I'm hopeful that Austin Confensis has the senior year he envisions for himself and can go out and be part of a really successful BYU offense, or not BYU offense, BYU defense this coming fall fall. All right, there you go. That's today's podcast. A reminder for you guys to check out the Locked On Fantasy Football and the Locked On NFL podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. They're there to help you guys stay up to date with everything in the NFL as well as win your fantasy football league. I have used them in the past. I am I am a past champion of the BYU Media Fantasy Football League, and I can tell you this much. The Locked On Fantasy Football podcast helped me win that championship, and I'm hoping to climb back on top this coming year. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow more player and coach interviews catching up on everything that happens in BYU football with fall camp rolling on today media availability this evening so keep it locked on 1280thezone.com you can stay up to date with my written reviews in the Hatch of Knowledge series and of course we'll catch up on everything going on in verbal form tomorrow on the latest edition of Locked on Cougars have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this and we'll talk to you tomorrow this has been Locked on Cougars for August 5th 2019